I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, shit. Okay. okay, no one should have to listen to this. Um, Joe, big one. Welcome to the Cop Option Podcast. Hi, um, welcome to the Cold Pops Podcast. My name is Richard Martin. Today, we're doing something. My name's AJ, sorry. Uh, yes, and my name's Joseph. Thank you very much for We're doing something a little bit different today. Um, often we've asked questions on this podcast. What is um, the Lego uh, cinematic universe, um, etc.? Is Sherlock more bad than good? Today, we are asking the one true question. What is the best song? Do I mean... Of what do you time? mean, Richard? Thank you. Um, do I mean, what is the best song by... Your favourite band? No. What's oh. your favourite song? No. Oh. What is the best song? Imagine imagine <clears throat> an alien comes down to Earth and he's never heard of music. And he hears a song and he's like, what's this? And you're like, oh, it's a song. He goes, I like it. What's the best one? Yeah. That's what we're trying to answer. So, we're going to discuss... Um, we put a call out to you, the fan, and um, <laughs> and we asked you to send in a recording up to 90 seconds of you explaining what you thought the best song was and why. And so, we're going to be peppering those throughout the show, and we're going to be discussing in between uh, not only what we think of um, your suggestions, why we think they qualify or don't qualify for the being the best song, as well as what we think um, some of the best songs could be, and also what we think are the criteria for the best song, I guess, mm. as well. Sure. Um, so, how should we start this off? I can. I've got a starting point. Okay. I think... And again, as you said, this is my favourite song. I think that, and maybe it's been ruined a bit by meme culture, yeah. I think Wonderwall has a good, Wonderwall by Oasis has a good, good in the running, you know, it's, it's got right. a good case for being the best song. Okay. Right. Yeah, explain. I think it's the, it's the best song in the same way The Shawshank Redemption is the best movie. Right, gotcha. It's it's like it's it's got all the stuff you want in a good song. Yeah. It's emotional. Like yeah. when I first heard Wonderwall, I, I have a memory, and and I'm tr- we're trying to not make this personal yeah. because that's what a favorite song is, and not what yeah. the best song is. But I have a memory of my brother. I was thirteen. My brother learning how to play guitar. We went across the road to our friend's house, um, and as as my our friend's dad was like, "Oh, you learn to play guitar?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've been learning Wonderwall." He's like, "Oh, I can play Wonderwall." And my friend's dad grabbed my brother's guitar and he starts playing and just, it was beautiful. Like my friend's dad, I don't even remember his name, singing Wonderwall. And he's like, it's maybe. So surely your favourite song is actually his rendition of Yeah, <laughs> And we'll to... talk about renditions as well yeah. on this podcast. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh... I think Wonderwall is extremely emotive. It's extremely beautiful. I think that it 
if what is a song supposed to do maybe it's supposed to make you feel something all art should make you feel something good point um so i think wonderwall makes me feel the most that's a really good point so what does it make you feel <laughs> uh happy makes me feel like there's love in the world mm-hmm. makes me feel like there's hope in the world makes me feel like there's more to life than just going day by day on this rock we call earth yeah that's that's a great point and so you brought up um and i think i briefly brought it up as well uh the discussion about your best song versus your favorite song mm-hmm. um everyone has a favorite song whether they know it or not yeah. or songs they enjoy but um there's such thing as a guilty pleasure um, you don't always you're not always proud of your favorite song mm-hmm. um, because you know it's not a great song. Yeah. And um, same thing happens with movies. We were going to do a what is the best movie podcast, but obviously movies are subjective, so you can never do anything like that. So we did music, <laughs> but music is also no 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 no. It's not. Um, <laughs> is it? No, I know. I know what you mean, Richard, because my favorite song is called Carousels by a band called Me Without You. Yeah. Is it the best song ever? Nope. <laughs> are, are you gonna like it? Probably not, Probably not. <laughs> but that song means something to me personally and not necessarily the world. And I think it's a, it's a good skill to have to be able to differentiate whether you enjoy it. Like it's the same argument when someone tells me that Space Jam's a good movie. Yeah. Well, it's like, no, it's, it's not. It's not. And Wonderwall's the best song anyway. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's interesting you touched on about the favorite versus best thing as well. Um, my favorite song, and Joe, we'll get to you in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite song is a song called Opportunity by Pete Murray. And even though that's like my favorite song of all time, it's not necessarily even my favorite Pete Murray song. <laughs> like there are others, like I don't think it's his best song, but it's just that one. I don't know. It's like, you know how you've got like a best friend that's like, you know, you've known them for 10 years and they'll always kind of be your best friend. Um, but then you've got like, that's why I moved into this flat and get some new friends. <laughs> and look what I got you. Bro. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, like, you know, you, there's always that, like, one thing deep down, but then you have, like, favorite songs or favorite friends, like, day to day, like, you know, week to week, month to month, year to year. Yeah, it's that kind of, it's that weird sort of... Swing, cathartic. Uh, yeah, cathartic, and they can hold a certain place in your heart. Joe, what's your favorite song, and, and do you think it's the best song? My favorite song is probably uh, GC's Girl by Rick Springfield. Yeah. I've heard you listen to that in the shower a lot. I love it. I once heard you listen to like six different covers of it. <laughs> yeah, because I want to know which was the best rendition. What, what is the best cover? Yeah. Um, Finn Glee Hudson Glee. Yeah. That's the one I listen to the most actually. Yeah. <laughs> we need to discuss what is a song. Um, but before we do that, should we, uh, should we hear from one of our listeners? Let's hear from uh, Jess, who's actually one of the hosts on this podcast, which is oh. why, probably why she's first. Okay. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get the ones who are actually... She couldn't be here tonight, so this right. is... So for the best song ever, I'm pitching The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. So it's widely known that the Rooms album was composed during the most complicated period of the band's personal relationships. And out of this, I think, came the most honest and emotionally wrenching song that is The Chain. So at the time, Christine and John McVie were divorcing and Stevie Nicks and Lindsay Buckingham were splitting up. That kind of ended with Nicks having an affair with Mick Fleetwood, who was also divorcing his wife at the time. So all very complicated. And I think this all culminated in a beautiful human mess of an album. So Rumours speaks to me of the immense loss of oneself you feel when you complicate relationships with your closest friends. However, the chain specifically, with its bass heartbeat paired with harmonic vocals, brings a huge sense of triumph and collaboration, despite the band's personal problems. So um, actually, interestingly, it's the only 
uh, song credited to both, like all five members of the band from the late seventies lineup. So I think that's quite um, fitting. Um, so growing up with Fleetwood Mac really made them the backbone of my taste in music. So I'd probably actually argue that they're also the best band of all time. But um, seeing them live was like one of the highlights of my life, and their performance of the chain will stay with me forever. So I reckon that this is the best song of all time because it perfectly balances the emotions of loss and strength of the community for me, which um, kind of impeccably describes the human experience. Thanks. Cool. Very well spoken. Very, very good. Well, you um, would say that, wouldn't you? Very, very good points. Got a little bit personal there, which we don't like. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, Personally, I don't like it. Uh, can someone do a quickly, like, do a little small rendition of... Do, do. What's the chorus? And if you don't love me now, I'll never love me again. Cool. And it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, so it also because, makes it an even better song. Because we can't really play full songs, both because of <laughs> licensing rights and you probably wouldn't want to listen to this podcast. I guess it's just radio. Is, um, there aren't covers even better than the original? That'll be that'll be how we do, how we tell yeah. remind people. So get song. ready for that. Um, if we know the song yeah um, which you know we might not know um, that was um, a really good response Jess thank you very yeah Jess yeah, that, was, that was great and I think that my favourite part is how she says it's about screwing over your friends mm-hmm. getting forgiveness from your friends mm-hmm. it's about love and it's also about uh, ultimately all, humanity really <laughs> well it's all five members wrote this one song about their relationships mm-hmm. with each other yeah that's incredible and maybe that is what a good song should be, is that it, 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 it acknowledges the the wrongdoings of a relationship or a human, yeah. but also is evidence in, in and of itself of being something beautiful and something forgiven. Yeah, so you've got five people all wrote a, one song together. So you've you got, imagine a Venn diagram, mm. and so this song is the only song on the album that is right in the middle of that Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, yeah, it, you know, this could potentially be the best song because it's in the middle of a Venn diagram and a song should be accessible to everyone, I mm-hmm. guess, um, to be, to qualify as the best, um, but without being too generic and basic. It's, mm. it's, it's not, it's very, it's not a surface level song. It's got layers, it's got depth. Um, and rather than being in the middle of this Venn diagram and just being because no one could ever have a strong opinion on it, it's tapping into an emotional place in all of us. Some parts of it, not necessarily even things that we're necessarily very proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I think that's art. And that's maybe yeah. the best song. Are we discounting these as we go through? No, 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 no. Like, I don't think... Adding them to the drawing board? Anyone, the drawing you know, board? The scoreboard? No matter what... You know, no judgments. No judgments. No judgments. Okay, so that's that's a good. Um, it's a really good response, and it's and it's and it's you know that's our first kind of introduction. To what's one of the things that could be the best song is when you have a Venn diagram of human experience, mm-hmm. and it you know it's it's should be tapping into the human experience. Mm-hmm. Can we? And I think that's I think that's a good qualifier for best song because of that. Um, yeah. Criteria. I feel like that goes it's a good segue into like what makes a good song? Is it relating to human experiences? Is it is it what more so is it is it the composition? Is it the the, the lyrics? Yeah, the, it's it's the, surely it's a combination the context of the time. A combination of, of the first two things you said. Mm-hmm. That it's 
what it means and how it's constructed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can have the best idea in the world, but if you don't do anything good with it, then it doesn't count. Yeah. You know? So and talking about construction, space jam. So <laughs> great idea, just not constructed well. I'm just gonna ignore you, Joe. Um, <laughs> what we're doing? Um, construction. So something like um, Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. often considered the best song of all time. Um, AJ and I had a discussion about this, and Joe, you know, you can pretend you're involved as well if you want. <laughs> but um, something like that. I can't, I don't even like Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, yeah, so you, it's been uh, done to death. That's all. AJ doesn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. It feels to me, it feels like a cliche answer. But you know, obviously, the best song should be a cliche answer. Yeah, maybe it should be. But I I would say that. Bohemian Rhapsody, and, and you could say the same about... No one says this is the best song, but you could say the same about something like Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day. Yeah. That it's like, it deconstructs what a song is to the point where it's cool and it's interesting, mm. but to call it the best song is... It's not fair, because it's not uh, it's not conforming to the rules. Verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. Yeah, chorus. yeah, which... And maybe it shouldn't. Maybe that's what makes it the best song. But yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like the song. I don't. I don't think it's. Particularly... Okay. See, I like both of those songs. I I, think... No, sorry. I like Jesus of Suburbia. But again, it's. It's. I like it as a, the experience that those songs give me is not the same as listening to a. Good well, in song. the same way that like my dinner with Andre isn't the best film. Okay. Because it's it's two people having a conversation. It's a it's it's a good film. There's other good films like it, but you know if you're looking at the best film, you, I just googling my dinner with Andre. Oh, I didn't see it. Um. <laughs> They parody it in community. Oh, um, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, so should the best song be one that conforms to the standard verse chorus? I don't think so. Do something different. I understand and I respect that. I I, I share that. And I think that definitely should be considered in, on a more um, content level than structure level. Like... In, in storytelling, you should try new things because mm-hmm. no one wants to just hear the same story over and over again. But I think it's impressive. Something like Breaking Bad can be a show that has 13 episodes a season and still is great. Yeah. Like, personally, I don't think Breaking Bad ever had any kind of low points, personally. At the time of Bohemian Rhapsody's release, it was unheard of, like, that, that sound. And what mm. they did with that, the composition of it. And I would say, back then, it would have been the best song. So, like, uh, Sure, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of... I mean, this is an inherently an irrational argument. But, <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything I haven't, I haven't already said. But, yeah, it, I would... It, it doesn't mean as much to me if the best song is something that uh, couldn't be recreated maybe or it's almost not fair yeah it's not fair to give it because it's like it's like it's like if someone were to cheat in a competition and still win yeah that's what it feels like that song you cannot recreate no like I mean because we talked about covers and uh, uh, renditions of songs and that's just one song you cannot well, I mean, you can oh. do anything you want. But well, I mean, yeah, you you're saying could, like, you, know, very, you, you very, can never do it justice. You're being a bit too emotional, Joe. I think, like, you're you're saying, Joe, like, this is not you, an emotional you podcast. Could, you could never recreate Bohemian Rhapsody. Of course, you go. I could do it right now. Is this the real life? No, yeah, not doing it justice. That was a though. cover. Yeah, I'm not doing it justice, but no. I'm recreating it. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Brendan Urie did it on the Suicide Squad soundtrack. There you go. And I'm sure plenty of the best songs of all time will show up on the Suicide Squad soundtrack. How about we play another yep. submission? Let's, Let's go. go. 
Um, okay, this is going to spin off us, spin us off on a different direction, but I think it's important. This was sent to us by Jake. I can't really give you a coherent greatest song, but I can definitely tell you the greatest band who wrote the greatest songs around. And my nomination for that is any given ABBA song. If you look at history in itself, it will prove it. They've had several number one hits originally written by themselves. They basically made themselves so famous within a very, uh, basically not well-known country, Sweden. Europe didn't have much for music coming out of there into the mainstream pop culture for a while. It wasn't until years later where that became a social norm. Also the fact that one of their songs inspired the XX Pistols bassist to write Pretty Vacant. I cannot tell you the song, unfortunately. You'll have to look that one up yourselves. Cheers. Thank you very much, Jay. I think that brings up a great point. The fact that ABBA got so big with a with, uh, making songs in a language they didn't speak. Yeah, English. And they didn't speak English. Really? Yeah, they're Swedish? Yeah. yeah. ABBA's Swedish. ABBA is Swedish. So, I think that's a great point. That, um... Yeah, I think that gives them... I mean, he didn't give us a specific song, so we're back to best band. Um, we're not back to it, but maybe we should go there. Oh, also, um, um, a sequel to Mamma Mia just got confirmed today. Really? Yeah, ever, yep. What's it called? Right there. Yeah, it's, it's fucking right there, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so with the original cast returning. Oh my gosh. They got Pierce Brosnan back? Yeah. I love his voice. Meryl Streep, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, singing ABBA songs again. I did not know they were Swedish. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a cool point, that there are... Transcended understanding, transcended meaning. Um, but yeah, he didn't give us a song. I don't have a favourite ABBA song. Yeah, I've never been a huge ABBA song, but I can appreciate them. And you've never been a huge ABBA song? I'm going to say yeah. SOS. Yeah? That's by Rihanna. No, it's not. SOS what do you. So let's, let's dial it back then, if I may. Um, could it be that we need to instead go, what's the best band? Is that a conversation we need to have? Well, okay, so is that, could that be. Where this, I, I, like, I want this this um, podcast to now become a journey. Okay, it's a mystery. So, do we need to look into what the best band is to find the best song? Because surely the best band's best song should be the best song, right? Yeah, I might be in the minority here, but I'm going to say, and you can disagree with me, but the the best band sure of all time is the Beatles. Yeah, probably. They're the Shawshank Redemption of bands. Now they're the Godfather of bands. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the distinguishment between okay. Shawshank and God. Who would be the Shawshank of bands? Um, uh, One Republic. Foo Fighters. Okay. No, probably not. No, they're too new. Um, like, uh, no, Rolling Stones. Or something yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, you yeah, too. Yeah, you too. <laughs> no, you too are the um, Donnie Darko of bands. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a good podcast. Um, all right, yeah. So, The Beatles. Yeah. <clears throat> so, surely, ergo... Which I found out recently, I did use that correctly. Yep, you did. Um, if the Beatles are the best band, the their, their best, best song, best Beatles song must be. <laughs> what happened? You just fact checked the word ergo. <laughs> the best Beatles song must be the best song. The best song of all time. Ergo, oh, sorry, not of all time. Ergo means general. therefore, therefore the best. <laughs> song. Okay, so what do we think the best Beatles song is then? I'm what's their most played one on Spotify? If on you, Spotify, if you the Beatles on Spotify. What's their top song? It is "Here Comes Joe, the Sun." Joe's like, I can't fact check. That's really interesting. Yeah, I think that's just because it's a basic bitch song. 
that's that's I actually find that really interesting. Here comes the sun because it's one of those like yeah I can I can see that I wouldn't have picked it necessarily no. but I can see that. Um, what else is what's their top five? Top five? You go to um, you go to Rolling no, Stones. No, I just on oh top, top five Spotify. on Spotify. Um, come together. Yep. At number two, let it be number three. Hey Jude number four and Twist and Shout number five. So oh, Twist and Shout's like come together. See, I wouldn't have put any of those songs in my top five. Come together. Well, let the it best be song. in Hey Jude. Oh, let it be. You let it be in Hey Jude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like the Beatles fall into that same category for me as um, as Bohemian Rhapsody, where it's I don't I I don't dislike them, but it's like I've just heard these songs as examples of songs my whole life, and I've never connected with them. And this is the song that the alien would hear, yeah, and say, "This is good. What's the best one?" Yeah, um, maybe that's our answer then. Maybe it is what come together. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, like. Here Comes the Sun is such a... It's a beautifully simple song. Wouldn't this be a shitty podcast if we were like, what's the best song? And our answer was Come Together by the Beatles. <laughs> what a boring... I don't want to listen. <laughs> so, it's so like... Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, L- like, listen to all that to find out that the Beatles wrote the best song of all time. Yeah, so that, that's kind of like... I almost want to describe... It, it's like... Oh, this is a bad example, but it's like... We're full of bad examples. It's like the Beatles are like McDonald's. No. Mm. And it's like... The, it's good. Let's let's you know. Let's get all of our prejudice out of the way. McDonald's is good. Yeah. Um. Everything on the menu is edible. It ebbs and flows in terms of what's good and what's bad, but nothing on it is the best food ever made. Okay. But it's all good and accessible. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not trying to. I'm not like the it, whole it sounds is negative. better than the sum of its parts. Yeah. That's the Beatles. Yeah. Like, right. that's that could be a controversial opinion, and I would listen to an argument yeah. uh, that any of the Beatles songs are the best song ever made. Yeah. Because some, they could be. Joe's, Joe's the only one of us who's any semblance of a musician, and so I wouldn't listen to me for what's the best song, but... <laughs> so don't be offended when we... Do you like how I referred to you as a semblance of a musician? That was very kind of you. <laughs> um... Yeah, my career was pretty short-lived. I only had one good song. Joe, what's your favourite song by the Beatles? By the Beatles? Yeah. Um, my favourite song, um, subjectively, mm-hmm. is probably... Something. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to listen to another message now. That's the title of the song. You sent me like... This is 13 seconds. What a delight. Nice. Okay. This is from our friend Josh. This is his favourite song. These people aren't all our friends. They're all I mean, our they're friends. All, no, they're, they're fans. fans. They're fans. They're not friends. <laughs> all right, what are what are cult pops your friend um, fans called? Uh, cult members. Cult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be cult members or the cult populace. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm nominating 1901 by Phoenix because the song is awesome. It's got good summer vibes, and you get sick of hearing it, and it just sounds happy. <laughs> Uh, very succinct. Thank Fuck, you, Josh. I'm done. I mean, that's, that's a great response. Uh, now, I, uh, Josh, thank you very much for sending in your message. I'm going to vehemently disagree here. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I dislike 1901. How's that go? Sorry? Can someone sing that briefly to remind people? I can. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even think it's bad. It's like... You, you go honest, I honestly don't know that song you'll know it it was on a commercial or something oh, yeah. okay right I'm gonna listen to it on my headphones you continue speaking um, 
Look, Josh, I'm sorry, but I think you're you're uh, you've got the rose tinted goggles of last week on, and you're looking at a song that came out very recently. Um, when did it come out, Joe? Do you have the year there? Uh, 2009. 2009? That's a long time ago. I apologise. That's nearly 10 years ago. I thought that song came out like last year. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I, I am going to say, though, that I don't think good summer vibes count. I don't think that's a... It hasn't got... Well, you can only listen to it for a quarter of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And maybe the best song you should be able to listen to for more than a quarter of the year. Yeah, I think that's that's a good... We're, we're going... We're, 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 we're narrowing our journey by saying that it can't really be so, just a summer song, right? Christmas Carol's gone. Christmas Carol's They're gone. Out. Hark the Herald Angels, you're out. 22nd to the last Okay, uh, this next entry was sent to us by Marcus, um, and I'm actually going to play this song. Oh, shit, are you like Yep. So this song is called... Oh, we have terrible internet down here. The song is called You Suffer by Napalm Death. Mm. So that's it. That's the uh, that a song. He sent, Holds the world record for the, the shortest song. He sent this message um, accompanying it. I just really emotionally connect with the song. I listened to it on repeat at one stage of my life and it got me through a really rough... Rough pitch, yeah. <laughs> I think that's our shortest. Yeah. That, that explanation was longer than the song. Um, I think he might be, I, just my personal opinion, I think he might be sarcastic. I think he might be sarcastic too. Mm. Um, so I feel like the best song shouldn't be put forward as an option sarcastically. I think it's another. It should also, I mean, it's the whole rules of a song thing as well. Like a two second song. Is yeah. But thank you, Marcus. I, I love that you put it on repeat. <laughs> that, that, that brings funny images to mind um yeah I don't have anything else to say about that um yeah, I think, yeah, I think what, should we just crack onto another one um, the simple four words convey one heavy concept in my personal opinion yeah, you suffer but why Yeah, that's the, the entire lyrics to that song this entry was sent in to us by Simon and I have a little bit to say about this one so this will be good sup cop watch you guys um best song ever for me would have to be Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Uh, it's such a simple yet beautiful song and can be looked at in so many different ways like such good art is and interpreted in so many different ways. Um, and it's just a beautiful song. It's so simple. You know, there's only about two or three verses, I think, um, but it's just something so powerful. And for me, when I was growing up, it really... I guess resonated with my teen angst or whatever that whatever that is. But um, even now, when I listen to it, it's it still causes me to have emotions, whatever they may be. If it's happiness or sadness, or you know, guilt or regret or whatever. Um, and I think that's what really sets it apart from other songs for me personally. Wish you were here. How's um, it going? Someone sing it. How I wish. I wish you were here. Right. Where's two last songs swimming in a fishbowl? I actually, what I think is a really good argument for if this is the best song um, is actually in Simon's delivery mm. of this, where he starts talking about regret and love and all the things that it reminds you of. And he, mm. there's a little breaking in his voice, you know? Mm. And I think that, um, that I listened to this song today for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I had a pretty uneventful uh, Wonder Years. Yeah. Like when I was a teenager, I don't really have any nostalgic stories that mean were any more than just like maybe a party on the beach. Yeah. Like I, I like, had, I had no long love interests during high school. When you once said to me when Castle on the Hill by Ed Sheeran came out, you said to me, "I've got no memories, dude." Yeah, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I have no Castle on the Hill. <laughs> yeah, right. I started listening to um, Wish You Here, and it's like all these memories that I didn't think existed kind of came to me. And I at least felt like I had something to think about and th- something yeah, to, it's, it's to feel. Yeah, it's a bloody good song. Yeah. Um, like, and I, 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 you probably would have appreciated this as a storyteller yourself. Um, some beautiful lyrics in that song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favourite thing about Wish You Were Here is um, a lot of different people draw different things from it. And that's what I think makes a great song is what you, um, what you, how you interpret it. Um, I personally interpret it as um, about two lovers who have now got dementia and they're, um, I think there's that lyric, two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. Um, so I think that's beautiful about any song that um, draws different interpretations for particular listeners. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a very, yeah, that's like a songwriter song, mm. I would say. Mm. And does that disqualify it or No, no, I'm just saying magnify that's, that's, it. that's, um, that's, yeah, it's it's a it's a good song. It's a very good song, and that's another one that before we'd started this, if you had told me to list the greatest songs of all time, that probably would have made the list. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'd never heard it till this evening. It's really interesting. <laughs> we'll listen to it again, I reckon. I will. I mm-hmm. think I will. Thank you very much, Simon. Um, this. So, what 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 did we learn from from looking at that? Okay, we learned that a maybe a good song for me, a the best song should make me feel something I wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important, like, that it should make you feel... Well, because there's two different sides of the coin. So one is that, should it make you feel what the songwriter was feeling? Mm-hmm. Or, should you be able to interpret it however you like? And, like, I feel like you should. But, um, you kind of got this in-between thing. So you interpreted it how... not It's not necessarily how Roger Waters was feeling when he wrote it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, that you kind of have this raw emotion even though it's not actually tied to anything. Yeah. Or is a great song um, something that you can draw from the uh, the writer's interpretation and your own experiences from? Maybe. Maybe. It's putting words to something, and not words as in lyrics, words as in like your thoughts, to something that you weren't aware of. And whether you whether that's what it meant or not is... Another story altogether. Tell you what I want to know. Mm. I want to know what other people think of uh, the best songs in the world. Okay, this this comes to us from Josiah. Beautiful name. <laughs> it is a beautiful name. Here's a beautiful song. Here's what he suggested. The best song of history is obviously "Summertime" by Thirsty Merck. It's just like a hit banger. It's from that like 2000s era of music where rock and pop were kind of both there. It's got a sweet music video of guys in the desert all just hanging out. It's just, there's this awesome lyric, just, um, it's like, like an open furnace, any fire, snow, and, and it just builds and builds. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, no, Lyric is awesome. Um, it's just an all-time banger. It's really fun. Everyone can get into it. Um, Thirsty Merck's probably not done that great apart from that song. And, um, yeah, it just deserves... Not just consideration, probably to win. Yeah, it probably deserves to win. <laughs> uh, I, so, I actually missed the song. What was it? Summertime by Thirsty Mary. Oh, it's called In the Summertime. In the Summertime oh, by Thirsty Mary. Maybe Mary. Right. Summertime. Now, um, that is Tommy and Christo, in, in my opinion, they're better. Yeah, well, so that's the thing, is I don't even think it's Thirsty Mary's best song. I don't think it's the best song. Um, uh, I well, think, I think we can already disqualify because it's a summer song. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> very true. I should have played that one first, maybe. Um, I'm playing these in completely random order. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, okay. So it's a summer song. It's also, I think, I think. Thanks for your reply, though, Josiah. Yeah, thank you, Josiah. Thank you, Josiah. Yes, Josiah. Um, I think you know what? This is the opposite of "Wish You Were Here," because this is so broad mm. and so generic mm-hmm. that it gives you a feeling of like. Yeah, of course, I've had fun in the summertime. Yeah, any yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too broad that it's not making me feel any It's almost a commercial song. Yeah. This is the other <laughs> side of the Venn diagram from the chain. Yeah. So this is the... While the chain is looking at a, a part of you that you not necessarily always want to look at, summer, in the summertime is literally just like, everyone's had this experience. Mm. So... Not and everyone, I think not everyone, maybe course. like I know there's an argument to like, oh well, maybe if it applies to everyone, then it is the best song. But yeah. I think on a more on a like looking at it deeper would be that something that applies to everyone but they didn't know applied to them mm. is better. Yeah, I would I'd agree with that. And um, if you're into Thirsty Merc, I'd say check out um, Tommy and Krista. Tommy and Krista. Um, a lot of people don't like that, but that's even more generic. Mm. Um, but I love it. How's that one? Um, and Christopher the she used to be in love with me. Uh, yeah. And now she's gonna take another love away. Um, and uh, Those Eyes is a better song by them. It's a fucking awesome song. Mm. Um, They're a great New Zealand band. My Completeness is great. Um, oh, Someday, Someday. So All good songs. Another entry we had um, sent in to us by Garrett and Jacob. Uh, he, they sent in three messages one was six minutes one was five minutes and one was seven minutes okay. i'm not going to play any of them um and when i said hey it's actually too long he said you didn't specify a time limit we did it was 90 <laughs> seconds um but i listened to the start of it and learned from it that he uh nominated hide and seek by Imogen Heap as okay. the best song so and on. out of any song on the in these suggestions this is the one I disagree with the most because I started listening to that. Oh, I started listening to that tonight as research. Turned it off. Sampled Could not listen to it. What you say by Just Rulo? It mm. is that is an awful song. <laughs> How can someone like that sound? It sounds like she's underwater. Like it's such an awful sound. It hurt me. It hurt me to listen to it. Wow. And maybe this is just personal, but I don't know. Like, I guess we don't want it to be personal. The best song. None of us should hate the best song. I agree. So that's out. Thanks for your 20 minutes or however long you spent writing those. Um, Garrett, I'm sorry. It's so bad. How can anyone listen to that? Oh, man. Oh. It's not even a song. It's just someone talking and then talking over whining. them talking. 
Yeah, that's uh, that, it's that's another challenge mm-hmm. to the the mm-hmm. form of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have we got any other? Yeah, we've got a couple more. Couple more. Uh, this one was sent in by Aiden, uh, and he actually sent in two messages. I'm going to play the second one, um, but he's talking about Jeff Buckley, uh, the long, the was it the last kiss goodbye or something like that. Um, Sorry, Aiden. <laughs> quick uh, Google search. Play the message and we'll... Jeff Buckley is one of those artists whose myth can sometimes um, overrule his actual artistry. Um, But The Last Goodbye is, for me, one of the most beautiful songs that's ever been written. Um, It is a combination of extremely harsh messages and lyrics with just beautiful structure and uh, just a beautiful sound um, yeah I think that really it's it's kind of more of a poem than a song and it takes a really atypical structure I like the way it builds to an, a, a huge crescendo um, and for me it's the best song that's ever been written um, I love it and it means so much to me um, whenever I play it, it, it's, it really speaks to me. Well, sorry, Aiden, but you said it right there. It's atypical. Yeah, it speaks to him. Um, We're not going personal. <laughs> um, Jeff Buckley is was a great artist. Um, he only recorded one album before he um, passed away. Um, do you know how he died? No. He went swimming and then just never came back. Did they find the body? I think they found his body a few days later, but okay. just got swept away. Um, so, yeah, uh, Jeff Buckley... Um, Died while recording his second album, and um, interestingly, his you, you look like I'm not making a joke. Yeah, um, he looks like James Franco, doesn't he? He does a bit. Um, but <laughs> um, his friend Chris Cornell finished his album, his second album for him. Oh my god! Um, like finished mixing it, and um, I've got his greatest hits, which is crazy for someone that only released one album in their lifetime. Mm. Um, Chris Cornell obviously passed away recently as well. Very tragic. Um, incredibly talented artist and that's another thing of like in my opinion he's the best vocalist he was yep. the best vocalist um i would i would agree range. with that and i would have probably agree with that before his death if you'd asked me who was the best vocalist before he died i would have said chris Cornell. yeah i would have if you asked me that any time in the last 12 years i would have said chris Cornell. yeah um he so does that mean that Timberland song artists. he did is the best song he did a whole Timbaland album. What was dude. the one you played me the other day? Uh, that was With, Part of Me. Part of Me. Is that the best song? That's That would be close to the worst song. What's uh, the worst song? Tune in next time. Because <laughs> that's all tune in next time for the worst, <laughs> the worst song. Um, yeah, uh, Chris... So, like, again, yeah, should the best vocalist... That's the best song by the best vocalist be the best song? And, look... Um, I would I would be tempted to say uh, You Know My Name the song you did for Casino Royale the James Bond film I love that song it's my favourite James Bond theme but the best song of all time sorry the best song shouldn't remind you of James Bond right yeah <laughs> so I'm going to go Like a Stone yeah I think I, Like a Stone might be the best song dude Like a Stone this is we're getting close <laughs> there is a melancholy to Like a Stone and again it's something I'd don't share, but I feel it. Yeah. So the, this, yeah, like a stone is about waiting in a room for death. Wow. And 
this that's actually beautiful imagery mm. this um it's like, like the the first line is um on a cobweb afternoon mm. doesn't oh, it just paint a picture on a cobweb afternoon, on a cobweb afternoon. oh wow that's, mm. that's nice. mm. what's really interesting about this song I've talked about interpretation a bit already is that the song is by Audio Slave and the is either the bassist or the guitarist from Audio Slave was playing this song you know every night for mm-hmm. for months and then and he thought it was a love song mm. he was singing he was he was playing the song every night singing backup vocals or whatever and going man what a beautiful message he's, he's like I'll wait for you there like a stone I'll wait for you there alone and it's like you know he's he's dedicated to this girl and he said and he's like oh Chris who are you singing about and Chris is like I'm waiting for death man mm. and and then and then he this guy he went back and listened to all of Soundgarden and listened to all like Euphoria Morning Chris Cornell's solo album and was like wow this guy is when you think he's singing about the most arbitrary things then he's not and and um, Chris Cornell actually once but like he was a great lyricist and he, mm. this is kind of just like our chance to mourn him. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I do appreciate that you could be listening to this podcast and be like, oh, yeah, of course you'd say the guy who just died. But I actually, it's a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate coincidence. Like Chris Cornell, like, has, was and potentially is a, an idol of, like, my idol for mm. a large part of my life. When we, when we announced we were doing this podcast, he hadn't died yet. Yeah. So it's not like this inspired us to be like, oh, let's talk about Chris Cornell. Yeah, he, um, but yeah, his, his lyrics, like, he... Johnny Cash covered um, Rusty Cage by Soundgarden mm-hmm. and once Johnny Cash's version got released Chris Cornell got fan mail being like fuck that's a beautiful song mm-hmm. because no, like people once they heard the lyrics in a new light they were like man this is deep shit so you brought up Johnny Cash so obviously we're gonna talk about Hurt yep and this is a good chance to talk about Thomas. versions of things mm-hmm. yeah. yep um, so Hurt by Johnny Cash again it's it's in that list of me of like, oh, if I died, mm. this would be a song I'd be happy to listen to mm-hmm. while I died. You know? It's, oh, yeah. I mean, if that's who qualify for this <laughs> No, let me, let me rephrase that. If I was stuck on an island yeah. and I had one song and it was Hurt by Johnny Cash, I'd be like, yep, that's all right. And I think, oh, this, this, is, this, is, this, is this is a good contender because... It reminds me of the trailer for Logan. It reminds you of the trailer for Logan. Um, it's <laughs> um, we talked before about the idea of um, feeling things that you didn't know you felt. This is a yeah. cover. Yeah. That's the ultimate expression of feeling things you maybe didn't know you felt. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's like yeah, it, it's a fucking beautiful version. It's of a heavy. Song. It's, it's heavy. I find it like I don't know if this is just me and my misinterpretation. I find it kind of hopeful by the end of it. I think, yeah, I think Johnny Cash probably The way had. the song lifts. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's like, I, I guess not, it's more acceptance than hope, mm. I guess. Um, Made peace. Yeah, because it's a very, uh, the music video, music video I would, I would, you know, it's definitely top one or two best music videos of all time. Well, that's a different uh, discussion. Um, I'd say we're getting pretty close with Like a Stone and Hurt. So... Being that we're on covers, we got this message in from Laura. So, I firmly believe that the best song in the world is Africa by Toto. And I'm not really sure why. Sometimes the best song in the world is the best song in the world, just because it is. But I'd like to talk about a very specific version of it by a um, a Slovenian vocal group named Perpetuum Gisele. 
and they have a YouTube video with almost 20 million views, and it's an a cappella version of it, and they sound like the rain when they sing. So I would highly recommend YouTubing that version. It's seven years old, and it's the greatest thing to ever exist. So that's my little uh, clip on the best song ever in the world. I've got a few things to say about that. I listened to Perpetua Giselle, whatever it's called. It does sound like the rain. It starts off with them pitter-pattering and then they all jump at different times to make the sound of thunder. It's very cool. Um, And I I thought it was a good time to bring it up because we've been talking about covers. At the same time, I feel like that immediately disqualifies it because it's a rendition of a song and not the song as well. But at the same time, I could listen to the Africa Toto being the best song. uh, When you said a cover and then it was Africa Toto, there's a, um, a version of that sung in a coffee shop by a guy that looks like Louis C.K., and it is beautiful. There's also a version of it sung on <coughs> the TV show Chuck by the fictional band Jeffster from, like, 2009, 2008. Um, and maybe maybe that lends credence to Africa being the best song because it's so universally enjoyed and covered by all these people. But, I mean, you could say that about a bunch of different songs. What I did like about what you said, Laura, was sometimes the best song is just the best song because it is. I think yeah. that's, it's that's so good. End of box. How many more of the... Of the we've got one more that I want to play. Okay, should we play this one last one and then we've got everything out on the table we can talk about? Because I feel like that would have been a good one to end on. Just so. But no, but, but, this we'll is still one. a good one to go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from Stephen. Hey, Cole Popshire. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, my favourite song of all time has to be What Is Love? Um, by Hathaway, I think it is, Hathaway, yeah, greatest song ever, such a banger, good tune, all round, just fabulous, gets your, gets your blood pumping, gets your vibe on, yeah, love it, chill. Thank you, Stephen, oh, we do actually have one more from Tyler, how can I forget? Oh, yeah, of course, the oh, problem, the, oh, we'll get to that in a second, the problem was is that uh, Tyler sent a message to Richard, Richard forwarded it to me, so I get the inbox that said, Richard Martin, I'm like, what? <laughs> why is Richard Martin sending a message to his own podcast that is actually um, a great song What Is Love I love What Is Love and I am inclined to agree with it but it breaks a rule that I've instigated that I haven't brought up yet whereas it doesn't go anywhere yeah it's it's a meme it's, it's not a meme it is a meme I like the song in I, fact I would recommend uh, we'll put this in the, in the description because I can't remember what it's called but I have it in my favourites there's a I think he's a homeless man singing it oh, yeah, the Spanish yeah. man on the train on the subway singing it uh, and I love that's my favourite YouTube video so we'll, we'll put that into the description um, I don't know I just think it's a good song and just because it is yeah as, I as I'm going to have to make a Google Doc and have a link to the Google Doc of the oh no one's going to go to that <laughs> yeah well you know if, if they want to they can but there's so much there's so many songs I've talked um, about okay last last message oh we should make a Spotify playlist that's yes. a good idea actually I might do that yeah. that's great uh, this is from uh, Tyler, probably our, our biggest fan. No, Sam Goodge is our biggest fan. He didn't send a message. <laughs> AJ, Richard, hello, it's Tyler here. Long time listener, first time uh, guy. Uh, well, I would have to say the best song ever written would be The Pretender by the Foo Fighters. The Pretender by the Foo Fighters, mainly because that was the song that uh, Tribute is written about by Tenacious Day when um, Dave Grohl as the devil comes up and says, Play the best song in the world or I'll eat your soul. They ended up actually playing The Pretender. 
um, with over 200 million views on YouTube and uh, over was number one in like three different countries. Um, it's my favorite song in the world. Uh, best song ever, probably. Um, shit like when the cello comes in at the beginning with the, the really silent beginning and it's like, oh, something's happened, something's going to happen here. And the cello just gives us that extra sort of edge and they double track Dave Grohl's voice to sort of give it that, that, that angelic sort of, you know, keep you in the, and it's like, oh. And then when Taylor Hawkins comes in with those drums, like, bum, 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 it's, oh man, you know shit is going to hit the fan. So I'd say The Pretender, it is an instant classic written in 2007. Um, yeah, I remember where I was when I heard it, and I'm going to assume a lot of your guys' podcast was actually about The Pretenders, so, yeah. Hey, but, uh, no, that's just my humble opinion. I really enjoyed being on the podcast, and uh, can't wait to hear this. Uh, bye. Look, his, his argument's flawless. Um, he <laughs> made some great points. He is the first, one of the first we've had that actually talks about the structure of a song. And that's pretty cool. I like that he brings up, like, the... Keep you in yeah, the, the way dark. It's a great song. It, it builds well. That being said, I wouldn't even say that's the best Foo Fighters song. <laughs> it's it's interesting because it's um there's a tendency with um when when a band is your favorite, and I feel like I could make this lead into the the closing argument as well. Uh, when a band is your favorite, um, to like not have their biggest single as your favorite, mm-hmm. to be like oh yeah no that's like whatever, mm. but the actual best song is you know this b-side kind of thing the best james blunt song is give me some love from all the lost souls for example <laughs> yeah um and so it's interesting like because i know tyler's a huge um foo fighters fan is that, that his favorite song in the whole world would be the pretender and like no there's nothing against him or the song or anything like that um but it's kind of funny when the best song is actually the biggest single because that should be what happens every time right Mm -hmm. is that like a band should be able to identify this is our best song let's make it a single and then the then the um the general public should be should be like this is an amazing song let's all download it or Mm. stream it or whatever um but yeah that's this that's this weird kind of thing where and i guess that's part of music being so subjective is that so many people will have the same favorite band but not all of them will have the same favorite song it's almost like we're arguing an irrational argument maybe there is <laughs> well you think that but and I, I know at least joe will probably agree with me on this mm. but my humble opinion for the best song is mr brightside by the killers listen hands down i agree with you listen the killers probably have the best song in their repertoire they that's, probably that's, do. See, it, it's funny because I, I, like me saying <clears throat> Mr. Brightside is the biggest, is the best song of all time, I feel like is, yeah, whatever. But you saying that the Killers have the best song in their repertoire, I feel like is more of like a wall. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think, I like Mr. Brightside, but I don't even think it's the best Killers song. I was just about to say that. Mm. I think it's the best song of all time. I don't think it's the best Killers song. I don't think it is the best song of all time either. What because think, what do you think the best song is? I would say the Killers' best song is "Read My Mind." Read My Mind. Okay. Yeah. I would. I'm. I'm quite partial to. Um, subjectively, I would say Bones. Mm-hmm. Objectively, I would say When You Were Young. Yeah, it's probably the best song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Sam stands the best album. I think we can all agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, but Mr. Brightside, as a, on a structural level, it's just one song sung twice. 
Yeah, and I don't like that. And I know for a fact, I can't remember who it was, it was one of you guys, I brought that up and you were like, yeah. It must have been Joe. I think it was me, yeah. I was like, I, I wish I wish Mr. Brightside had a different second half than just, because mm. it just repeats, the, it's the, if you don't know it, it's the, coming out mm. of my cage, I'm doing just fine, I'm Mr. Brightside. So he goes through the whole you song. skipped a lot. Yeah. yeah. He goes through the whole song and <laughs> then he just sings it again. And it's great. It's a good song. It's a great song. It's one of the best songs. Yeah, like, but it's not the best song. That's the thing is that it's so simple. But like, I I've only ever met one person that doesn't like Mr. Brightside, and she didn't like Tom Hanks. Or Baker. and Tom Hanks is the best actor. So, um, yeah, Tom Hanks is, but Bacon is the Mr. Brightside of foods. Hmm. Sure, there are people out there that don't like it. They've probably never had it. Hmm. But everyone kind of like after Mr. Brightside came out in 2004, I want to say. Yeah. Um, 13 years later, it's still on the UK charts. That's amazing. Do you guys know what Last FM is? No. Yeah. Do you actually know what it is? Yeah, that's that site. What? It's that downloading site, isn't it? Yeah, so it was a website you go on and then it would like, I think you'd download something and Mm. you'd put it on and so you'd sync it to your iTunes or your Windows Media Player or whatever. And it would um, scrobble, was the term, um, the plays of each song. Um, and so it's it's still around now, but it's not as popular because of things like Spotify. But in the whatever, like eight years it was popular. And this so this was from this, oh, maybe it wasn't eight years, but so this is from like 2007 to 2012, something like that. Mr. Brightside was the most played song. The entire world, like this is this is taking an average of the entire world. Mr. Brightside was the most popular song on it. That's all statistics, though. Like, is statistics the best way to do this? I mean, it's how we talk about what's the best movie in, on film franchise Fortnite. We, we use Rotten Tomatoes um, and see what the general consensus is. And maybe that's, it, well, that's what it is. And I don't dislike Mr. Brightside, but it's just... I don't know. It's Mr. Brightside's the shorting redemption of songs. Can I tell you my what, what I think makes a great song? Nah, Mr. Brightside's the uh, the Dark Knight of songs. Oh, nah. I think Wonderwall's still the Shawshank of, of songs. Oh, yeah, they, they actually, they, I'd actually put them as quite similar, mm. on, on very similar footing. Is that like, the, 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 the sorry, we'll get back to you, Joe. Thank the you. the layman <laughs> would say, like you said, Mr. Brightside's the best song of all time, or Wonderwall's the best song of all time, people would be like, yeah, it's not my favourite, but... Yeah. <laughs> um... And yeah, again, it's not my favorite Killer song. It's not. I, 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 I honestly don't think it's their best song, but I can still somehow think that it's the best song. It transcends them as a as the category of their band. Yeah. Um, Joe. What makes a great song is a song that takes you on a journey, a song that tells a story. Now, Mr. Brightside definitely does this. But that's you, the thing. You, you, you're led into the mind of Brandon Flowers, or or. Whoever wrote the song. Oh, sorry. Who, whoever was Brown Flowers. Yeah, whoever the song's about. Um, and you you know exactly how he feels. And then you also relate to that. And some people can find their own interpretation. Um, and, it, and it takes you on a journey. But what the have we... was bad. I, I realise that, but... What, uh, have we, what have we been talking about this whole... We've been saying, this is what a good song should make you feel. This is what a good song should do to you. Mm. Mr. Brightside doesn't make me feel like anything it's a cool song it's got that's a good why beat. I don't feel like this is a, this is a great good question you're just going to get it's, subjective answers it's James Blunt's favourite song 
Well, that's the argument. British singer James Blunt has even gone as far as to say Mr. Brightside is his number one favourite song of all time. I don't know. When we're talking about Like a Stone and Wish You Were Here, we're saying, like, these songs make you feel things that you didn't necessarily... They awaken dormant feelings and they they yeah. feel relatable, yet somehow unrelatable and... They're also good, you know, nice to listen to. I don't feel like Mr. Brightside's about someone watching their lover cheat on them, isn't it? Yeah. That um, doesn't fit any of what we've been talking it's, about. It's so funny because it doesn't. <laughs> and I, when I originally started, when I was originally playing this podcast, I thought I was just going to come in and be like, yeah, Mr. Brightside. But I still think it is the best song ever. But um, it's in the same way, actually, we have another song we haven't mentioned that is. Um, Often voted the best, one of the best songs of all time, at least since 2000s. Hey, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's at the top of so many best <laughs> of lists. Um, I also disagree. Um, uh, another thing, uh, like a Rolling Stone was Rolling, was Rolling Stone magazine's pretty much any list you look at is the best song, yeah. Um, Bob Dylan's like a Rolling Stone, yeah, yeah. It's How's like, that go? How does it feel? <laughs> Um, sounds very similar to the actually. But um, again, I wouldn't say that it's Bob Dylan's best song. I like for Hurricane, to be honest. Um, but if there's one thing that Mr. Brightside makes a point of not being, it's inspirational. And I feel like maybe that's putting a word on what we're. I, I we're disagree with you. Like, it's. Oh, what does Mr. Brightside inspire you to do, Joe? To, just to be a better boyfriend. What? Because it, it makes me jealous that I'm not doing enough. Is that what Mr. Brightside's about? No. No. <laughs> but like we said, different songs, different interpretations. Are on and maybe there's, there's a certain um, artistic uh, kind of beauty to the fact that we've just um, analysed over and over what makes the best song the best song and then the um, two to one voted winner doesn't comply to any of those rules maybe you know maybe there's a there's a poetry in that that I can I can get behind yeah well I mean that's music dude it's subjective Um, (laughs) I told you AJ when we started this that we couldn't do it because it's there's no best song um, in 2010 Rolling Stone listed Mr. Brightside as the 48th best song of the 21st century (laughs) There you go. Um, <laughs> well, number one on that list, from memory, was Hey Ya. How? How was Hey Ya the best song? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm just not part of the, part of the cool kids. But yeah, I mean... I would have said... I would have also nominated Crazy by Niles Barkley because it makes me feel sexy. Yeah. That song makes me feel sexy. And it takes a, it takes a fucking... It does. It <laughs> takes a lot to make me feel sexy. It takes sexy. a village. But like when he's like, ha, ha. Bless your soul. I feel devious listening mm. to that. I'm like, yeah. I think Niles Barkley might be my version of the Killers for you guys mm-hmm. because it's the same thing. I think Crazy, like the way it, the way the song is composed, the way it's the way it's structured, and, and what it's saying and what it, what it feels like, is all great. Um, but it's also not my favorite Niles Barkley song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get that, and I think. But I don't know, maybe because, maybe, maybe I like it because that whole thing I was saying about how it makes me feel something that I didn't know was there. Maybe it's because it makes me feel sexy mm. and I'm such a sexless being. That, <laughs> that is not that, true. <laughs> that maybe it does, does something cool for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, try attempt some kind of bookend. For yeah, let's, let's, yeah, it's like. Okay. I, 
to should we put another call to action? What do you guys think? What do you guys think? But here's what I want to say is that I understand how lame and silly and circle jerky it would be for me to say that I feel like Lyca Stone is the closest we got to nailing it. Uh, because, you know, it's such a hot topic at the moment. So I acknowledge that. I appreciate that. But what I will say is I think the best song is probably like Like a Stone. And I can't think of what it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe someone will bring it up one day and I'll remember it. Like, or maybe I haven't heard it yet. I think what Like a Stone does, maybe Hurts a bit. Hurt by Johnny Cash probably a better example. Sorry, Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, covered by Johnny Cash. Yeah, so Hurt by Johnny Cash. Hurt, Johnny Cash's cover, so it's by yeah, Johnny yeah. Cash. Um, maybe that counts because it's a cover so it's taking someone else's interpretation and then it also makes you feel weirdly aware of death which I'm nowhere near hopefully both songs do <laughs> it um, so maybe that's what it is maybe I don't know well, I'm not going to I'm not going to be definitive about well, it this is we've reached an interesting place because sure it's great to to, to listen to, to listen to um, so oh, you started something you, what, what did you say it's the best song exists but I don't yeah, know what no. it is that's the thing I don't think it does okay the best song and I, I think about this sometimes and it's it's quite a depressing thought you're probably never going to hear your favourite song you're probably never going to meet your best friend you're probably never going to see your favourite movie what these things exist the perfect movie for you the perfect song for you exists somewhere it may never be written you may never hear it right um, the, your best friend person made perfectly for you you know you believe in soulmates or whatever um, the, the perfect girl for you or guy could exist they could not they're not going to live in Auckland but then I would argue you're, you're, we're arguing bigger questions than what's the best song here we're arguing is, is first of all are we, are we arguing that like artistry and people exist before they exist I don't think there is the best song of all time. I think there's a criteria of what makes the best song, but ultimately the best song is going to be different depending on who you are. And no, I disagree with that as well. I'd say no songs are good. What? It is a certain um, combination of song, structure, lyrics that makes the perfect song, but maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe you can write it and send it into us. Write the perfect song, send it into us. Dear listener, that's what we push to you. It's up to you to make the best song. What do you think is the best song of all time? No, do you agree with Mr. Brightside? What's just to write a song? We implore song? you to write a song. Yeah, go make something. Make like a, a theme song. To like, a, pop like a podcast. Go make a podcast. Yeah. But d- don't get more listens than us. We'll, we'll get jobs. But it won't be hard to do. Thanks for listening. Sorry, it's been so long. Sorry if I could be bothered eating out every time I call. Bye. Hope we, you know, reached a satisfactory conclusion for you, which I know we did. So goodbye.